0: This podcast is scheduled for ten questions. fighting,
1: out of New York, standing at five feet eleven inches tall and wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Pratt.
2: Yeah, thank you, Bruce. I'm excited for this one. This one can get wild we got an awesome contestant you know the deal we don't have guests we have contestants we don't just chit chat we compete we keep score and i promise you we have a special one today before we get into it let's give some context both to you the listener the viewer and to our contestant who's waiting in our virtual green room everybody can get 10 points zero points they usually land somewhere in between let's have a listen to some prior recent contestants and see how they fared I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I got six out of 10. Hi,
0: I'm Paul Rudd, and I got a seven out of 10.
1: Hey, I'm Aaron Andrews. I got a five out of 10.
0: I'm Tim Robbins, and I got seven out of 10. Just saying. Hi, I'm Patton Oswalt, and I got an eight out of 10.
2: I'm Guy Fieri, and I got six out of 10. Because Kyle Cheats. No, I don't, Guy. You got a six fair and square, but you are a wild man, as is this next contestant. Here we go. He is a tour de force. The big screen, the small screen. Naturally, he has a new podcast, which is amazing. I've been listening to it. It's called This Is Important. And so is he, because anybody is important who starts a sketch group once upon a time called Instruments of Destruction, and then parlays that into a destruction of Hollywood, California, workaholics, righteous gemstones, on and on and on. And he's got takes about COVID's the best time to get a nose job, about wine mouth, we are really gonna let our hair down today, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to Ten Questions, Mister Adam Devine.
1: Oh, thanks, man. That was that was quite the intro. You it seems it. like I have to uh, I have to get over a five, or I'm just garbage.
2: Yeah, you might be.
1: Yeah, no one gets under a five, at least
2: not in the intro video. Well, you are a man who shoots for the stars, Adam. So ten for ten, baby. If you get a ten. We have to flip the camera off and the show's done. Okay, so if I get ten
1: out of ten, I knock you out of the podcast game and probably leveling us up one.
2: That's it. You guys will level up on this. Is important. Kick my ass. Strap to the curve. in. Here we go. Here's the rules. Now, uh, okay. every question Adam is worth one point. To get it right, you get the point. You get it wrong, you get nothing. If you get the question right, you're gonna hear this really badass sound. It sounds a lot like this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah.
1: Okay, if you're you right. If you get it that wrong,
2: was... you're going to hear this. It's disappointed people. You don't want to hear it. Go ahead. Now, Devine. I don't like that as much. You wouldn't, and I don't think you're going to hear it a lot, especially since you've got one ace in the hole. In your back pocket, you have our coin toss, which is if you get a question and you got nothing, a you're, 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 you're full blank, call for the coin toss one time, and I'll give you a choice between A or B. I'll make it real simple for you. Okay. All right, let's do and it. I only get that once. One time. Now listen. Aaron Rodgers came on. He used it on the first question. Guy Fieri never used it. The the strategies differ. You use it when you want. That's so guy. (laughs) He left it in flavor town. It was so guy. I don't need it.
1: That's so guy. All right. Okay.
2: Here we go. Adam Devine begins his 10 questions now. We have a lot to get into. Category one for question one is college football. What? Nebraska Cornhuskers quarterback won the Heisman Trophy in two thousand one. Who was it? Oh, I know it. I know you know it. I know you've spoken about this person. I don't just pull these things out of my ass. You know this guy's name, Adam. Love your huskers. It's Scott. It's Scott Frost. He says Scott Frost. Is he right?
1: Oh, already you're still going to be podcasting. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, best, there goes that 10 out of 10. You're going to be pissed there off. There we go. Nervous.
1: I still have comp.
2: You're going you're gonna to hate this because it's not Scott. Fr- it's kind of fake Scott Frost. The gentleman by the name of Eric Crouch. Oh, it's Eric. I know it was Eric Crouch. I know you do. I know. What happened? <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, it's all this pressure, man. All this podcasting. this podcasting.
2: Pre- <laughs> Listen, some podcasts are hilarious because just some friends sitting around and talking shit like you guys do. This one is nerve-wracking. You knew that was this Eric Crouch. This is a lot of
1: pressure. It's I know lot. it's Eric Crouch. All right. I've met Eric Crouch. He's a
2: really nice guy. Talk about that. So I love, the, I love meeting a Huskers fan, and that's why we started with this. You yeah. come, you got Nebraska roots, you grew up Big Red. Tell me about that. First of all, you met Eric Crouch. Eric Crouch's kind of a college football legend, man. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: I, it was, uh, last year I did this like weird thing for Disney Yeah, where they like did a document, like LeBron James produced documentaries about like sports stars and then a few comedians and a few mu- musicians and it's called becoming it's on Disney plus and they show like your roots and how you became what you became. And so there's doing this, like the weird documentary on me cool. about becoming as if I'm like already dead and uh so we went back to Nebraska I went to like my high school and talked to my drama teacher and then we went to a Nebraska football game and I got to say how like much that meant to me and I'm there and Eric Crouch is there and I thought how wow how cool is this and it was his birthday and then I'm doing like this thing on the jumbotron and I like bring out Eric Crouch I'm like and I'm with Eric Crouch and I was like losing their minds and it was like 90,000 people so people are like you know like hearing 90,000 people go like, yeah, That's a, that makes you feel good. That's an ego boost. Hell yeah! So I was fully boosted. So the fact that I didn't get this, Eric, I apologize. I know you're a fan. I know he's a fan of your podcast. Probably not. This is important. <laughs> he, he might steer clear of that. But... Uh, <laughs> This important is a little dirtier. I feel than are you got a clean cut, good podcast going. A for little the garbage p- uh, pail over there.
2: You you guys do get real. I, I've been listening and I've been laughing. The good news in all of this with your Nebraska fanhood is you might have just slighted Eric Crouch, but you paid a huge compliment to Scott Frost, who was also a legend. That's all right. You mentioned also Adam. You mentioned your high school. Did you, were you an athlete growing up? Did you play sports? I know you were in drama, but did you ever play sports? Ever put on pads? I uh, smoked weed and hacky Okay, That was my <laughs> ath- athletic
1: abilities. No, I, uh, I had a bad accident when I was a kid, when I was going into the fifth grade. Yeah. So when I was really young, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And that was my whole MO. And then I had this bad accident and I couldn't walk for a few years. And then after that, uh, I literally, I couldn't run for like the first like two years of high school Mm -hmm. it was just like me like hobbling places so uh no i didn't i didn't um play any high school sports i wanted to but
2: but look where you ended up what do you think you're going to be playing you know the atlanta falcons right now look you're doing you're doing the thing you're running hollywood the
1: thing is is when you're in high school and you're in the stands you're like i have the heart of a champion i should be out there why am i not leading my team to victory (laughs) also every high school All of our teams in high school, baseball, football, basketball, we sucked across the board, (laughs) across the board. And we had, Brian Dunsing went to my high school. He's a pitcher for the Cubs, or at least was. I think he's still in the uh, major leagues. So, like, we had professional baseball players come out of our school, and we still sucked. So, Typically,
2: when you find a school that sucks across the board, they hang their head on that one thing. And you know, because when you drive into the town, it says, like, Home of the 3A champion cross-country women's team. You guys didn't even yeah. have that.
1: No, we didn't. In fact, it was just our drama department that was number one. Okay. Like we we won state every year. I didn't even know how you could do that in drama, but they figured out a way. Yeah.
2: I mean, you do the best uh, monologue from Richard III and the, they just yeah. give
1: you the championship it might. It might not have even been anything because I wasn't in anything that ever won an award. It, they might have just been being a little dramatic and hanging up some plaques in the hallway, and you're like, see, we won. Are you gonna fact check us on this? Doubt it.
2: <laughs> well, we're being dramatic too. The drama in this, Adam, is that we started over one, which I did not God, anticipate, but hold on, that was hold
1: on. And Eric, correct, that was a layup too. I saw what you were doing, yeah. and then I, I, I blacked out. I was trying it. to
2: give you some confidence, but I'm gonna try again. Question number two, your category, Adam Devine, is waffles. All right, like those. No, you do. Here we. Go. I mean, you like Nebraska football too. Don't put up no brick here. Yeah. Question, right. Adam. Breakfast is often described as the most blank meal of the day. I want to joke, but it is the most
1: important meal of the day. He says
2: it's the most important
1: meal of the day. Is that right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I made you nervous. Uh, Man, if you <laughs> I wanted to say delicious uh and and just blow it. But no, I'm here to okay. win. Damn it. So, I'm gunning for Guy. And you got you can beat Guy. Guy, guy got like
2: a 5 or 6 or something like that and didn't use the coin toss which is Asinine. But
1: Adam, you said it's I should have I should have used it right out the gate because I I knew that I knew I Scott Frost wasn't right, but I, you know,
2: here's the thing. If we get to another one of those Eric Crouch, Scott Frost moments, I'm going to say, are you sure? Do you want to use the coin toss, Adam? I- I'll help you. Thank you. I'll help Thank you.
1: Thank you for leading. But me. you
2: said it's most important meal of the day that all these questions, I forgot to remind you of this. They all have something to do with you. I'm not just asking you about breakfast and waffles for shits. You said it's the most important meal of the day. Important keyword in your life right now. This is important is the podcast. I have been listening to it and there's a lot of podcasts where it's just oh, a couple guys sitting around shooting the shit and they're just tedious in the first five seconds of the first five, first episode. I was like, Oh, this isn't also important. This is also good. I was way into it. <laughs> Tell us so about important. this is important. Uh,
0: it's me and the
1: guys from workaholics, uh, Blake Anderson, Kyle Newichick, Anders Holm and myself. And we had the show for, for seven seasons. We worked on it for like almost eight or nine years. And it was our life. And then we did a movie together, Game Over Man on Netflix. And after the after we were done with Game Over Man, we sort of we haven't gone back to the well. We've went off and did kind of our own thing. And it and it's been a few years now. And we missed each other. And we have such a good rapport, better than anyone else. Like you meet certain people and you're just able to click right away. And we've known each other for 20 plus years. So it's um it's just sort of a fun thing, especially while we're in quarantine and, and, you know, everybody's kind of locked down. You can't go live your normal life. Uh, it's nice just to link up with those guys and, and shoot the shit. And we, everything is so important nowadays. Like everything you have to like be on the right side of the fence on every issue for everything all the time now. Uh, so we decided to do a podcast where we're like, well, you know, what's also important just us bullshitting, (laughs) just your, just hanging out with your friends. That's also important. Um, so we decided uh, to link up and join forces and take over the podcast world.
2: I I think it's, it's actually a brilliant idea because we're at this time now where there's like everyone is so stressed and the election is coming and there's, everyone's sick and everything. Sometimes you just need to turn on a podcast and hear four friends argue About an electronic toothbrush versus the old-fashioned kind, and is the electronic soulless, and the old-fashioned kind is what Mm -hmm. you should still be using. And I was immediately riveted by like ridiculous dumb shit like that. I call it dumb as a compliment because I loved it. Uh, That's what—that's our
1: our entire careers. It's just very stupid, (laughs) dumb shit. But (laughs) you also make a good point, though. I guess I do care about this. Yeah, yeah. The second the toothbrush
2: thing came up, I was like, no, 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 fuck that. I think you do. You need to use the elbow grease. It gets the teeth cleaner. I was immediately engaged.
1: What I like about it is you can tell that we are best friends and you see that there's like layers and levels to our friendship that you're slowly peeling back. And uh, and we do get like we've stacked up a few podcasts because we didn't know we thought like, hey, we might suck out the gate. We're not sure. So we just started to record a bunch. And so we have a few now that we're that we're going to start uh, releasing um and you really see like us as as the podcast keeps going get like more real yeah. and we do kind of talk on more serious subjects but it's coming through our dumb brains so it is even if it is like a serious topic, we're not going to hit you over the head with it. We're going to have fun.
2: Yeah, it's perfect. And I, knowing a little bit about how podcasts are made, a lot of times you take a couple people who are really successful and good at broadcasting and you just put them in a room together or even not in a chat together and say, you guys are both great. Make a podcast. And it sucks. And there's no chemistry and there's no history. The four of you guys. It sounds perfect. And it sounds like four buddies who like maybe hit a joint before and it, like you yes. kind of want to hit it with them <laughs> and maybe during it's, it's immediately contagious. Last question. And this is important. You guys got on this great point that right now during COVID it's the best time ever to have some kind of elective surgery, like whether you want to get a nose job or you want to oh, get hair right? plugs. So what, if you could follow up on that, maybe you already have, what elective surgery would you get? If you could just have your pick of the smorgasbord, this is all new. Really, you look yeah. great. brand new face.
1: <laughs> Did a full wow. peel and reattach. Uh, Hollywood baby. Um, no, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm in my 30s now, yeah. and I feel like I, my hair is is sticking with me. But like my dad and all my uncles, bald as hell, like, super like wild bald. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's go, it's gotta go. Yeah. Like it seems like it's staying, mm-hmm. but so I'm, I might get some preemptive plugs, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Like, before it even goes, just, like, adding extra on top. So it's, like, weird thick. You know when you see those guys where it's just, like, it's too thick, where you're like, well, what's going on there? You look, that looks like a beaver pelt. It doesn't look like human hair. That's what I want.
2: I remember in War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise movie, it, the aliens were Good already bulb. there. Yeah, they were buried beneath the ground before humans even existed, and that's they right. came out of. That's what you need for your hair plugs. Like, just have them yeah. there before you're bald. It's actually yeah. a brilliant idea. Get them now in case you, and maybe you never need them, but just they're so, there uh, already. People like it doesn't seem like
1: I'm going bald. So like if uh, if I then do that, then people will always be like, "Oh, he's always had hair. Yeah, he's always had like a lot of yeah. hair." <laughs>
2: Oh, it's a, it's a good idea. Adam Devine, the, the doomsday prepper of hair. I think it's yeah. actually. A I'm, I'm ready for the worst possible scenario. <laughs> that's right. When the, when the American dollar just flops, come to me. I got all the hair. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Devine is one of two, but let's move on to question number three. Eric Crouch! Let's get cooking, Crouch. Your category for question number three is internet troublemakers. The Question, Adam. What celebrities, had their Wikipedia profile vandalized to read the Snoop Dogg of country music. What celebrity was it? The Snoop Dogg. Yeah, the internet vandal said, "We think this person is the Snoop Dogg of country music, and we're going to go on their wiki and we're going to put that up there infamously." And they did pull it off.
1: I'm going to... I mean, I to take a coin toss. Let's take the coin toss. Great well, idea. That's a toss.
2: smart contestant. All right. The coin toss is on the table. Was it the Wikipedia page of Johnny Cash? Or was it Willie Nelson, who they called the Snoop Dogg of country music? It, it has to be Willie because of the weed stuff, right? It he has says to be it has movie. to be Willie because of the weed stuff. Is he right? I knew you had it in you, Devine. Divine nailed it. You are two for three, and I would love it.
1: Go ahead. I didn't know. I didn't know because, you know, uh, because I didn't know if somebody was like... Taylor Swift, haha, yeah. you know, yes. she, she smoked weed one time. Yes. You know, you don't know, or is it Kelly? I thought it might. You might have been leading the witness because I've I've been on like the Kelly Clarkson daytime talk show, yes. and you're like, ah, oh, maybe he knows
2: that about Kelly Clarkson. See, so that's why I'm I'm glad I flipped that coin. I would have blown that one. I don't know if we've had a better use of the coin toss in the history of the show. I'm proud of you. I'm impressed with you, and I wish. I wish we could keep it upbeat, but this is why I bring it to you. And I, I hate that this is downer, but there's more to you than just really funny comedy. Uh, I was preparing for this. I'm sitting next to my wife, and my wife is a big fan of yours. And I'm going through interviews you're doing, and she's on her laptop. And she's got your Wikipedia up. And it was not defaced, mm-hmm. but she's just reading it. And she's like, oh, you know, he's from here, and he's from here, and it's charming. And then she goes, oh, my God. And I go, what? She goes, oh, my God. I, what, what, the, what is on his Wikipedia? And sure enough, she gets to the part in your childhood where you were part of an absolutely brutal, terrible accident that you referred yeah. to mm-hmm. earlier, where mm-hmm. Adam, you were literally hit and run over by a truck. So, a yeah, cement truck, a big one. What, what happened?
1: How old were you and what happened? I'm glad it was a cement truck because th- then you can really uh, flex on people. Oh, yeah. Most, most people like people would be like, I was hit by a car. You're like, really, bitch?
2: so in the support group for people truck. who were hit by a cement yeah. truck like if yeah. someone shows up is like i was run over by a pickup you're like get out of here
1: like, yeah keep it moving uh yeah wh- did you ask what happened or yes. what? how old were you and, and what Yeah, happened? i was uh i think i was 11 11 years old and i was walk I, we were going to the convenience store across the street to get candy and probably like take a peek of uh, the playboy magazines that they have on the racks there and my buddy was across the street and. He yells, come on, as, as he's as a kid who's just excited to go buy Rasmataz suckers. And I t- heard, come on, as the coast is clear. And three symmetrics were, I lived in the suburbs where a new house is being built every day. So three symmetrics were going up the hill and two were coming down at the same time. And so as the three were going up the hill, and I'm right here. I couldn't see the other side of the road because of the cement trucks and my friend yells, come on. So I think it's safe to go right after the cement truck passed and after the last one passed. And I go, uh, after he yells, come on. And the other two came down, hit me. Um, I went under the, the wheels, uh, got spit out. I flew 500 feet. I was hit in The, the, not funny, but kind of funny thing that happened was I, was hit they didn't know like where to put it like what court to put this accident in because i was hit in one county but landed in another that's true because yeah because the street was the dividing co- county line so they're like well we don't know what to do Can i say that is
2: that is like really funny I- i'm sorry yeah. cuz you are right now yeah. but you, you they hit you out of the county they hit me out of the county man,
1: oh, man. um Jesus. yeah and so it was it was actually like a real uphill battle yeah. i i couldn't walk for almost 2 years i had like t- Twenty-six or twenty-eight surgery, something I kind of lost track after a certain point. Uh yeah, and it was it was uh, really hard. But I think that's I always say, like, I don't think my parents would have allowed me to move to LA and like sort of try to forge a career in comedy if I didn't have that, because we didn't know we're a super blue collar family from the Midwest. My dad works for the railroad, my mom was a secretary at a, a dental office. So like, we didn't, we didn't know anyone out here. So, uh, so I think as soon as that happened and I got old enough to where I was like, you know what? I want to try to be an actor and do comedy. They're like, well, you're not dead. So go for it.
2: Yeah. What, what impact do you think that had on your sense of humor as, as a young man? Because some other people would just be like, I hate everything. The world's terrible. And yet you took a completely different turn. How?
1: Uh, well, I think it was a lot. I was always like a, a pretty fun kid, I, I suppose. Like yeah. a pre, I always had a pretty positive attitude. And my mother is just relentlessly positive to where at some points you're like, okay, chill out. Some things can be <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's not all a blessing in disguise. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I feel like. It was a lot of that, just trying to make a, a, a positive spin out of something that's pretty horrible. And then also, I felt a comedy like really disarmed people. So when you're like the crippled kid, yeah. especially in middle school, like yeah. I was entering middle school, okay. kids can be the worst that's people the in the meanest. World. That's the meanest human Absolutely. beings get. Middle
2: school is worse than high school. It's the yeah. worst time in anybody's life. Yes.
1: It's, people w- will be the meanest yes. at that point. And so, like, I'm the new kid. Oh, man. I'm, I was a new kid who barely knew anyone. Mm -hmm. And then also on top of that, I'm the cripple new kid. So I got like a double whammy, two punch of not a lot of kids, but some kids were like cruel to me, probably because something was going wrong with them at home or whatever. And so I was able to disarm people with comedy and, uh, I would like go home and write in notebooks, like possible mean things that they would say. And then like (laughs) fun retorts that I would have. And then I would, uh, I would just write bits and write different material. And I just, uh, that's how I kind of started writing comedy initially was just sort of ways to deflect getting picked on.
2: That's honestly, see, that's, that's, it's kind of in a way sad, but also brilliant that you <laughs> were pre-producing it. your bits. Yeah. They're like, yeah. if someone comes up and says like, Hey wheels, you're like, zing. I got a joke for that right here that I wrote last night, bitch. Try it again. No, I wish I could find, I went back
1: and was like, th- my mom just threw everything away. She's like, she she's the sweetest woman alive but is not nostalgic at all. She just threw all of my shit away and I'm like, I know there's some gold in those notebooks. <laughs> I could help me on my next
2: hour, That's woman. Amazing. You you blew it. Yeah. I think what you just did there says a lot about who you are and what you become, meaning you told a story about the worst thing that could ever happen to a kid. And you still managed to sneak in Playboy and Razzmatazz references, which I think yeah. is like, you're, you're funny, but there's so much substance beneath it. This is going great. Let's continue, because you're two out of three, and I want to keep you hot. Razzmatazz. Razzmatazz. Remember those suckers,
1: though? Of course <laughs> I do. Just right damn, next to the fun dip.
2: Um, two out of three. This is a fun category. You're going to like this. we got some production value here. Question number four. Your category, Adam, is name the movie. I'm going to play a short clip from a motion picture. All you have to do is listen to the clip and tell me what the movie is. This is Adam Devine. Name this movie.
1: Helen and I have been married 42 years. Lately, every night, I find myself asking the same question. Who is this old woman who lives in my house? Why is it that every
0: little thing she does irritates me?
2: Flip that coin! No, no, you don't regret flipping the coin. You needed it, Uh, okay? You wouldn't have got Willie Nelson without the coin, but do you you have anything firing in the brain here, any synapses? Do you recognize the the voice?
1: Well, it kind of sounds like the uh, voiceover in the movie Sandlot, but then I don't remember
2: him ever mentioning wife. I got to tell you, the voiceover that we just heard is like a massive, legendary Hollywood icon. And anything more, I can't help you. I, it's some... you, I'm already mad if you don't get this it's, right. Because you know everything about this movie. Except what that clip was. I know.
1: I'm, I'm actually really bad with movie references. I'm pretty... Really? I'm very i very bad. I think at, you'd be yeah. movie reference guy. I know you would think so, but... Uh, I might have smoked this short-term memory away.
2: <laughs> Seems to be a recurring theme in the, the concept here, <laughs> yeah, Adam. Right. I mean, is, is uh, it...
1: Shank Redemption? I have no idea. I'm he not says Shawshank get it right.
2: Redemption. No, that was uh, a previous episode of 10 Questions with Tim Robbins. That's not right. The voice you heard was Jack Nicholson, and the movie was about Schmidt. Oh, you know why I'm asking you know, about Schmidt?
1: You know, I've only saw that movie one time.
2: Okay, you only saw it one time, but as far as I'm concerned now, there's two reasons to check that movie out. Yeah. Maybe three. Nicholson's great. Kathy Bates is nude and it's wild. And Adam Levine worked as an extra on that film. Divine. Adam. Did I just call you the Maroon 5 guy?
1: Yeah, you did. (laughs) Does that happen all the time? It does. And what's funny is I ran into him once at a party uh, because I'm cool like that. And I'm at this party and uh, I see him and I go, hey, man, Adam Devine. He's like, oh, yeah, okay." And I'm like, uh, I, I get adam levine all the time i'm sure you get adam divine by accident and he's like no <laughs> never happened once he's like, like nah, never and i'm like okay oh. i'm like oh, i'm gonna go uh stand by the food table because now i feel uncomfortable
2: you walked up to the she will be love guy and It's like hey finally finally yeah, we meet dude finally and he here was like, we Yo. are and now he's like nah i've ne- never never that's never ever
1: happened to me, not even one time. <laughs> also, weird story: Anders from Workaholics uh, was a PA on the television show Bones. Oh yeah! And right before Anders got hired to be a PA on that show, the uh, to be an executive uh, assistant to the executive producer Adam Levine, he replaced Adam Levine.
2: Oh no way! From Maroon
1: Five, yeah. Is
2: that true? That Levine was That's doing true. that.
1: Yeah, he was doing that. And then he left and he goes, My band's starting to blow up and I can't. I have to go on tour. And uh Hart Hansen, who's one of the executive producers of the show, was yeah. like, uh, good luck with that one, kid, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Keep it keep your day job. And he's going, yeah. and she will be loved. And he's out of here. Massive stuff. Soapy
1: smooth pipes, admittedly.
2: You were you worked on about Schmidt,
1: though. Right? I did I did. Yeah. Uh that was like I was in high school. I was bagging groceries at my local grocery store in Omaha, Nebraska, and I was stacking shelves. They they were looking for extras and the people at the grocery, he wanted to use actual kids that yeah. worked at the grocery store. And they knew that I like liked acting and that kind of stuff. And they were like, okay, Adam will do it. He'll be in the background. And it's me stacking shelves in the background while Nicholson comes up and like grabs a carton of milk or something. And i remember like i was like stacking the shelves but i knew where the camera was so i'm like Smart. leaning out to like try to get my face uh on camera and they call cut and they're like hey uh for all the background really it's just me uh you're this isn't jack nicholson you're not on camera uh you're just stocking shelves and I'm like, got it. And he's like, okay, so you're not noticing the camera now, Jack Nicholson. And then I do it again in the same – I just do the exact same thing. And they're like, hey, we got another job for you. And I'm like, I'm I'm found. Do this I get is, a line? Yeah, I'm like, they, they saw the talent, and they're bringing me up to the big leagues. They're going to give me my SAG card. And they were like, you're going to stock shells over here. And I'm like, hey, here we go. And then I realized – I'm like behind the camera now. Now I'm just doing work. Like they just go like, you're going to stack shells over here.
2: (laughs) So you're, you're, you're stacking the, you know, condensed milk. And they're like, it's not Jack Nicholson. And you're like, bullshit lady. I saw him in Batman. Like, I know who that And is. I'm like, yeah. Or
1: I'm like, I guess I was like, yeah, no matter what, this guy looks bizarre. Like Nicholson has a look. I feel like if that guy came to my grocery store, I'd be like, what's up, man. (laughs) what's going on with those eyebrows yeah
2: like that's like a little bit if you see something say something you know like that you're like hey i'm working a character here he's intrigued by schmidt you're like now get over here and stack that (laughs) kitty litter
1: yeah i was going straight method with it i uh well this is embarrassing because i love nicholson he's he's my favorite actor the fact that i couldn't put that together i mean all right and here we are we're, we're, we're two for four two for four right? but
2: we're gonna put this together we're gonna hit our stride your next question mm-hmm. number five your category is celebrity and here's the good news it's multiple choice according to Nick f- Jonas <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no, I would have given you five points if you did that it's not Nick <laughs> Jonas <laughs> it's Joe Jonas no oh no, um, no according to fameflux.com this is some website the, I found, and I read it all the time all right, so you would beautiful. know that You're a big Flux guy. They call it the the Flux Hive. Who is the most famous of these three people? A, Bradley Cooper, B, Ivanka Trump, or C, OJ Simpson? Who is the most famous? Bradley Cooper. He says Bradley Cooper. That's your final answer? That's my final. Is it Bradley Cooper? Oh, I did not think I was getting that one wrong. Bradley, Who got Bradley it? Bradley Cooper's done a lot of things. He has not, however, committed first-degree murder of two people. It's O.J. Simpson, allegedly. Allegedly in a yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, by a jury of his peers. <laughs> um yes, I should say that for the lawyers. O.J. allegedly. No, Bradley Cooper lost both to Ivanka Trump and O.J. Wow. Simpson, the most famous. I I asked you this question because I find your uh, relationship with fame uh, and interviews and whatever in your own podcast, just like refreshing in the sense that you're like, yeah, I kind of embrace it. I kind of like it. It's actually pretty cool. I go to parties with the Maroon 5 guy. How does it feel Mm -hmm. right now? Because you're getting pretty famous. Uh, Thank you. Um, It's no uh, like
1: people. Yeah. People ask me that sometimes. And I I do feel that it's way better. It is. And not being famous. (laughs)
2: How come? Uh,
1: well, I feel like p- people ask me, like, don't you hate that people are just, like, nice to you all the time? And, like, even if they're, like, normally they're an asshole, they're just, like, nice to you and it's fake nice. And I'm like, I don't. I don't hate that. <laughs> be fake nice to me all day long.
2: But don't I'll you take hate, f- Adam, that I'll they're always the, giving the you things nice. for free? Like, that must be such stuff, a pain in the ass.
1: Constantly. Really? <laughs> you can afford it now, but they still give it to you free. No, I like it. I mean, sometimes it's weird. Like, I live... Uh, in a beach coastal community. And, uh, sometimes we get people that like come by my house and like know that I live here and stand outside my house. And that is weird. I'll say that. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's pretty cool. I just get free beers when I go out and, uh, and, uh, you know, people give me free food a
2: lot. So. And no matter, no matter what, free stuff rules no matter, no matter where you are. It is that great irony that the second you get enough money to pay for anything, you don't have to pay for anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's way, it's, it's awesome. It is if awesome. If you can figure out a way to do it, I recommend it. See, try, try to do it. This Pretty is why cool. you're
2: different. Everybody listening, if you've seen a million pictures of celebrities you're swearing at paparazzi and saying, get away from me, it, Divine is just like, I like it. It's fun. People are nice
1: to you. It's a good attitude. Well, for the most, part, uh, also I'm not famous enough for it to really bother me. Do you like, have I fame feel goals? Like,
2: Do you do, like how how famous? If you could make it, if you could be like DiCaprio famous, do, like do you want that? Because you'd be really know, successful. You would. I think
1: I want to be maybe a, a little more than I just want to be famous enough that I can do any project that I would like to do. Okay, and uh, you know, like a. But comedy people, people they paparazzi cares a lot less about comedy people. Mm-hmm. Like paparazzi aren't following Will Ferrell around. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, there's Will Ferrell, and where's Bradley Cooper? So I feel like in my sort of lane, I I'll be happy with however famous I I, I get.
2: You know where you're gonna step in it. I don't I, I don't know what your relationship status is, but that, as soon as you start, you know. Dating Gigi Hadid or something, then you're screwed because then they're all any sort of celebrity relationship they want. Yeah, well, I have a
1: fiance now, so oh, I, think we're, I think we're a okay. Yeah, oh, that's thanks. awesome, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you
2: propose mm-hmm. during quarantine?
1: No, I actually did right before all. Like last, it's almost been a year now, and then oh, we were kind of slow going to like get the the prep preparation. Yeah. We're like, we'll figure it out. Let's not worry about it. And then all this stuff hit, and now. Now we uh, can't get married for like another year. So it's, we're, we're having a two-year engagement. Okay.
2: You know what, dude? I've been married 10 years. I, I, I have my take on this is being engaged is uniquely fun, it's almost in a way different than being married or just dating. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're famous. Let me see the ring. Oh, let's talk about the wedding. It's a really fun time. That's very short. So enjoy it.
1: Yeah. No. Well, yeah, we're having a good time. Glad as much you. as as much as we can. Yeah.
2: All right. Here we go. Question number six. You're two for five. Like we're spinning tires a little bit. We're at halftime, but we're gonna keep cruising. Question yeah. number six. Your category, Adam Devine, is chicken. Okay. Chicken. Chicken. El Pollo. Founded in 1985. What fast casual restaurant chain's signature item is the rotisserie chicken? fast casual i know they have a lot of them in california and the east coast and they get those rotisserie chickens going and people love them. is it boston market he says boston market ring them up you got it Woo! we needed that one adam I'm, I'm not gonna lie we we needed yeah
1: i needed i needed that well thank god because i god Dang, do I like a Boston market? What do you get? You,
2: you go with the and sandwich they get, sides?
1: No, I go with the I go with the rotisserie chicken. That's why I knew it so well. And they give you that little cornbread.
0: wee. I'm asking
2: you about Boston Market because you I love this type of stuff. You were a telemarketer, an employed telemarketer. Mm-hmm. Terrible job or worst job ever?
1: Uh well, I wasn't a uh telemarketer for boston market <laughs> no. or you just heard market and then and that's the, how this
2: is market it's a very thin piece of sinew that's how you hey if you try our new uh, cream okay. spinach you really should yeah. <laughs> and then
1: they're like do you send that and then you're like no, no you actually get in your car get in your car right now and go to your local boston market uh, what were you a telemarketer for what 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 product i, I did a lot of stuff but uh I I worked for Omaha Steaks. That okay. was kind of the big one for me, and because it was super fun to like sell steaks over the phone. Because Omaha, have you ever? If you've ever had Omaha it's delicious. Steaks, delicious. We, you know what? I've mentioned Omaha Steaks before. Uh, on I I mentioned them on like a Colbert Show. Yeah. I've mentioned them on like the Today Show. I love Omaha Steaks because I end up telling the story about how I worked for omaha steaks yeah. and the owner reached out to me and was like hey I just want to say thank you so much for mentioning omaha steaks and i'm like and here it comes here we go i'm, I'm about to get like the 90 off code or something <laughs> nothing nothing that gave me zero <laughs> gave me zero free steaks
2: not even so, from the bottom when they got you know the vegetables or chicken that no one ever orders yeah, give me the send old divine
1: stuff. some old stuff yeah not give the- me the Give me beyond dry age. They're so like, this is just aged. We didn't even dry this. This is just old steak. <laughs> old steak. So they never got any of that stuff. No, but I... And that's okay. Okay. And that's okay. Yes. But I... Uh, <laughs> eh, it's it kind of okay. But I, I work for Omaha Steaks. I I called people over the phone and, and tried to sell them steaks. It was like a really fun job to have in high school. <laughs> Obviously, they're based in Omaha where I was raised. So people was, just... Uh,
2: are, people inconscionably rude to you. Sometimes if you call them like, is it go bad? Cause I, I, I'm not great to one.
1: Him yeah. But you just learn, you know what? I think it actually helped me a lot with my career because as an actor or anyone in this business, really, you just have to uh, get so used to rejection. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to go sure. have people go like, no, you suck. And you're like, and that's your opinion. See you on the next one. And so that was telemarketing it's you had to make a hundred phone calls before you got one guy that wasn't a piece of shit to you and might want some fillets. So you, um, you really had to get used to hearing no a lot. But the one thing that I would, that would bother you would someone be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. No telemarketing call. Okay, cool. Uh, would you mind hanging on just a second? I'm going to go get my credit card right now. And you're like, Oh, wow. That was easy. Didn't even have to go in the hard pitch. And then they come back with a blow horn and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like right in your ear. And you would look around and you would see when it happens because people would be sitting in the our cubicle area and you have like a little bullpen yeah. where you're all kind of together and you see someone go like, Oh, Oh God.
0: Oh God. Oh. I'm okay. I'm all right.
2: Uh, Divine got blowhorned again. <laughs> oh God.
1: I hope uh, if anyone just listens to the audio, like I actually flung my headphones off. They snapped off.
2: I had to clip them back on. It was a great performance. If it's just you. audio only, you you missed out on Divine. I, yeah,
1: you missed out guys. You got to tune in to the the vid, this hot vid.
2: Watch the vid and watch them start to kick ass right now. Adam, this is the best category we have. This is the fan favorite category, and I've never been more excited to give it to a contestant than you. Question number seven, your category is finish this lyric. What I'm going to do for you is I'm gonna play for you a musical selection. You're gonna hear a vocalist going through the song and singing and singing, and is gonna stop on a dime. When that song stops, you have to sing the lyric that's coming next Go on, get those vocal cords nice and moist. Finish this lyric. Okay.
0: Whatever happened to, to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, milk the, the, paper the heatman TV. We're so familiar go, friends, waiting just around, around the, the band.
1: Everywhere you go, everywhere. Yeah, and that's enough to win. So that is enough to win. Play him the winning song. Come on, come here. here. Let
2: me hear the payoff. Everywhere Yeah, Kimmy Gibbler See, those, is on her feet doing the Devil Horns for Divine. Uh, those
1: songs get confusing because the Family Matters oh, yeah. song and the Full House song, it's same. It's sang by the exact same guy. And it's it sounds the exact same. It's like whatever happened to predictability, the milkman, the people boy, the
2: evening TV.
1: And then you could easily uh, go uh, the Family Matter song, yeah. which is um,
0: it
2: seems today. Right. Isn't that yeah, how yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that how it is? Well, there's no way to tell. So well, the chorus goes, and the days go Sco- by.
1: by. And it sounds like it's the same. It's in serial... <laughs> heaven, love with the family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. Everybody loves Full House. But in a way, I wonder if Full House never existed. Would we be having this conversation right now? Because I know the story. <laughs> Of yeah. what the Full House theme has to do with with you and your career, tell it to us. Tell us why I'm playing you that song.
1: Well, that was uh, I auditioned with that song for Pitch Perfect, yeah. uh, and I didn't. I went into the I went in blind to the Pitch Perfect audition, uh, probably because I wasn't prepared. Um, we've established that I'm a wee bit of a stoner, and I didn't fully read the the email and I just read pitch perfect subject line audition. And I'm like, cool baseball movie. Put sure. me in coach. And I go, uh, I go to the audition and it was like during a lunch break while shooting workaholics. Okay. So I was like, and it was season one. I was stressed out. Where was it? Was I'm, it in the
2: Valley or in Hollywood? uh
1: No, it was in Santa Monica. Okay. So I had to go from, I shoot in the Valley all the way to Santa Monica. They like, Hunted a scene that I was in after lunch to the end of the day okay. so I can make it, and uh, you know I'm a little stressed out. I'm like I'm like I don't even want to go on this audition. I have my show that I have to yeah. take care of. I'm like this is my most important thing. So I go there. I'm like wearing baseball pants like an asshole. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it. I get there. And there's all these handsome guys singing. And I'm like, that's not going to help you with the baseball movie, pussy. And, and they're uh, like, hey,
2: dork, why do you have your glove yeah. and stirrup socks? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: totally. And, and then I start to read the sides. And I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to work at all. Uh, there's a lot of singing in this baseball movie. And I go and I audition. The audition went great. And they're like, well, what song did you prepare? And I'm like, it didn't prepare a song. And they're like, well, you have to. And I'm like, take it or leave it. And they're like, leave it. Get out of here. And I'm like, I have a song. (laughs) And then I sang um, the only song that popped into my head, which was the Full House theme song, which is whatever happened to predictability, the milkman, the people boy, the evening TV. And I don't know how or why that they were like, yep. And he has the perfect voice to be Bumper, the leader of the troublemakers in Pitch Perfect, because, I mean, he's like an 80 year old black jazz singer. I I don't think I don't think exactly that's how I was going to be singing in the movie. Um, But yeah, so it worked out. I have no idea. I think it was just such an odd choice that they were like, yeah, okay, this guy's a weirdo. He came in baseball pants like a fucking psychopath, so.
2: He's got a whole pouch of big league chew in his pocket (laughs) that he brought. (laughs) But hold on. This is, listen, I I used to be an actor. I've gotten rejected a lot of times. I understand what those audition rooms are like. And those moments where you just blow them away with something different. I, I would be willing to bet That every other dude who went in there and audition was either like a trained singer who sang, you know, Miss Saigon or something, or like a a douchebag who sang Living on a Prayer. And they heard a million of those. You come in and do this ridiculously funny song and just nailed it. It, I just find it amazing at that moment in your life when you're saying, oh, shit, I need a song like Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey popped in your head and just launched you on the stratosphere. How did that happen? Why did you sing that song? Well, I, I'm not a
1: trained singer, so I don't have like just songs yeah. in my back pocket. Like I'm, I, I've always been a guy that can do things. I'm, I'm sort of a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can do things good enough that people are like, oh, I guess he's a singer. <laughs> Same with like sports. You're like, totally. I guess he can play baseball. <laughs> uh, so I think I was just good enough to, uh, to be able to sing something and uh, you know i have like a dumb comedy brain so the first song that pops into my head is the a, a, a funny song oh, from
2: you know i i've seen the piss perfect movies my wife loves them i love them. i've seen them in the theater like i we're we're way into those it's a thing that my wife and i do you're so good and the character of bumper like makes the movies work and i know people loved it and it did a lot of good things for you were you ever were you ever concerned like there is a danger with a character like bumper in that he's got that name and he's got that wacky hijinks thing that you could easily be filed into like screech or like otter from, from a house, you know, like, were you ever where like, Holy shit, like I can't be bumper forever. I got to do news. And of course you're already doing stuff, but like someone could get stuck on bumper and it could be very dangerous.
1: Well, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't even looking that deep into it because I, We didn't know that the show, that the movie was going to be a hit. You know what I mean? It was just this little movie. Uh, No one really got paid any money to do the first one. And I was already, I was doing workaholics. So like, that was my thing. And I read the script and I thought it was funny. And I gave it to my guys to read to Blake and Anders. And Anders came back and was like, hey, I think it's really funny. I think you're going to do a great job with this. And Blake was like, yeah, 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 good. Yeah, definitely do that uh, movie. And uh, then he came into my office. We were working late at night and he was like, hey, dude, uh, definitely don't do that movie. You're going to ruin everything for Workaholics. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because it's like a cheesy acapella movie. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> uh, so but I was luckily I did it because it, it did like sort of it's funny in Hollywood. You. Um, they don't you're not allowed to do movies until someone says you can do movies. And then as soon as the sort of door is open for you, then everybody's like, Oh, he can be in movies. Yeah. He was already in one. So now he could be in, in movies now.
2: It's not a big deal. It, it kind of, it's, it always seemed to me like you can get into the club, but like to get into VIP, like someone has to let you in. And then you get like the hand stamp. And like, now you can come in. I keep knocking
1: on that VIP door. It's Like, Hey, I actually know a few people in there. Uh, Hey, can you vouch for me?
2: Yeah. I I know David Borean is like, can I, no, no, sorry. Uh, It's, it's an amazing thing. An amazing story. I just love that. Like, if if like bob Saget and coulier aren't as good as they are in that show the show's not a hit if the show's not a hit it's not in your head during that audition i yeah. don't know if you get pitch perfect like it you don't get in the movie club it's it's, it's nuts that goes back to you know and yeah. becky <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> when you win the oscar like you have to thank like stamos and coulier and all those guys <laughs> that's just speech.
1: i would love i would love to have that opportunity i wouldn't even hey if I win another like Teen Choice Award, yes. I'm. Uh, <laughs> if I win another Start golden forward. golden popcorn, yes. I'm gonna shout out uh, Coulier and Saget.
2: Adam, you are right now sitting on a four for seven. All right, and you have three questions left. Your category for question number eight okay. is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. What is Diamond Dallas Page's finishing move? Diamond the Dallas DDT. Page DDT. He says the DDP, DDP. All right, DDP is his nickname. I need his finishing move, and just know that there are thousands of people screaming at their phones right now, knowing the answer, and wrestling Twitter is going to be out saying, how do you not know DDP's finishing move? Do you have any, you knew DDP. What is his finishing yeah. move? It's suplex. He says the suplex. Yeah. Damn it. His finishing move is the diamond cutter. The diamond cutter, okay? Here's the reason I'm asking about the diamond cutter. The Onion, for years, has called uh, Joe Biden, Diamond Joe Biden. They do these satirical uh, portraits of him and everything. You worked with him. You had up close and personal time with him. He very well could be the President of the United States. What did you take away from your time with Biden?
1: He was awesome. I've actually never met a person that was... So good. Like he came in and just like rocked the room. I gotta, I I watched it for the listeners. I gotta shoot a when he was vice president. Yeah, he called me up and was like, I want you to do this uh this funny or die short okay. film with me. I'm Joe Biden, the vice president. I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, I'm gonna need you to come out to the White House and uh we'll talk about it and then we'll we'll go shoot this thing for for funnier die. Yeah. And I'm like okay for the whole time i'm like thinking he meant to call adam levine i'm gonna get there he's gonna be confused go ahead and, and sing son and go I'm ahead gonna... give us yeah exactly <laughs> uh whatever happened to him? and he it, it was i mean I, I and i get there and if he thought i was adam levine he 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 definitely it played it played it cool uh and i gotta go and to the white house Meet him there. He asked if I wanted to meet Barack. We go to the Oval Office. Barack was in a meeting. He's like, next time. And I'm like, oh, next time. But, I mean, it was so cool. And then we went and we shot this video um, that was all about, like, stopping campus assaults. And he was just such a great guy. And he took the time to talk to everybody, learn their name, where they're from, talk to every, like, all 30 or 50 people that were on the crew and in the – at uh, the extras and he was able to talk to all of them and as he was leaving he was like hey thanks adam see you carla jeff have fun now uh, when you go on vacation oh, toby and just like it was insane how his brain worked and i'm like oh that's why you're the vice president and why i uh make wow. dumb dick jokes
2: spoke <laughs> <laughs> <I> smoke weed <laughs> yeah yeah um, totally any tell me something cool about the white house like any have an impression about being in that building and being close to the oval office I
1: mean, it was, it was just uh, phenomenal and j- the amount of history, like you feel the history that, w- that is there. And, but but the weird thing is, is when you watch like the West wing yeah. and everything, it feels like big because the, obviously they have to make it a little larger to get crews in and out and cameras. But when you're there, it's pretty small mm. and you realize like, oh, this building was made forever ago when human beings weren't as gigantic as they are now (laughs) because we're eating just chicken
2: breasts, just pump full of hormones. We're
1: like, and, and everyone was just
2: smaller people. It's like a tiny building. Yeah. Herbert Hoover wasn't having the razzmatazz back in the day. He wasn't
1: (laughs) slurping down some razzmatazz suckers. uh, So he didn't get that extra juice, but, um, I, f- I felt perfectly at home th- in there, so I will be running for the president of the United States after uh, Kanye Is that true? I'll be 2028, 20, yeah. All right, I'm Divine running. in
2: 2028. 20, We're into it. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't want you to have any skeletons of the closet of only finishing with four out of 10 on this show. Yeah, that's true. I got Two it. questions left. Question number nine. All right. Your category is children's music. Oh, good. With over 6.8 billion views... What children's song is the second most popular YouTube video of all time? You know it. I know you've heard it. It's a massive thing. 6.8 billion views. Is it Baby Shark? Baby Shark. Is it Baby Shark? Yeah! You nailed it. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh man. Second only to Despacito, which is the number one all time. Baby Shark, and this is when we reveal why am I asking you about Baby Shark? Did you swim with sharks? You 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 maniac! You swam with sharks. I did. It's it's every a nightmare for me. Was it like for you? Was it a nightmare? No, no, it wasn't. Okay.
1: It, uh, I've done it three times now, so I'm I'm kind of an old pro. You have like a
2: fetish. Jeez, you're way into it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I did it once on accident with, uh, I was shooting the movie Mike and Dave with Zac Efron and he was like, Hey, you want to go swim with sharks? And it was pretty early on in us shooting. So I was still trying to be cool around him and be like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm cool. I can go swim with sharks. (laughs) And then went, it was pretty terrifying. Um, but then I actually got to do shark week the last two years. And it's it's such an insane experience and just to be like so up close and personal cuz they're all around you you're they're not like
0: doing the well, cage. Swim. like just no, no, so no, people you're, know i watched
2: the video you're just swimming no cage
1: you're you're free diving with them you're scuba diving with them and there's no cage and they they are right around you and they come right up next to you and it's it's pretty incredible they and they're you? they're cuz they don't you're not food to them oh, they're not. you're okay. you're sw- you're swimming that they, they don't eat just fish that aren't injured okay. like they're uh, sharks are scavengers okay so they just want like the, the least amount of resistance so but admittedly like I, I had this an accident so like my swimming gait uh-huh like normally people look all smooth in the water i'm like uh uh-uh, uh-uh, uh just because my i have one leg that's shorter than the other so it's kicks a, it kicks a little funnier and i'm like i know i know one's just gonna be like what's this one taste like <laughs> this one seems like it could be injured yeah they're talking uh, to
2: each other hey bruce i got that yeah. one right there well, yeah taste that
1: one what's that i like you gave yours like a sort of uh british accent yeah i think it's bit. australian
2: i think it's from finding <laughs> uh, nemo
1: oh, that's what works oh, okay. in my house. yeah that's yeah yeah okay that makes sense i was in the bahamas when i've done oh. it so Okay. Uh, Hawaii once and the Bahamas twice. So I don't know if they they make it all the way over there.
2: This is the last question of 10 questions for Adam Devine. Okay. And you're going to love this because this is an essay question. All this means is I have found a take of yours. And I'm going to give you the floor to give me, you know, 30 seconds, whatever you want, to convince me that this take is accurate. And if I'm impressed by your essay, I will give you the point. If not, you will end with a 5 out of 10. You're 5 out of 9 right now. The take for adam divine i i've done a lot of listening to the this is important podcast which everyone after their list done listen to this should go listen to because it's awesome you get a little bit of a contact high and you get a lot of laughs but the take you guys talked on some about something that terrifies me adam which is that the name kyle should be karen for males we should make kyle the male karen the floor is yours See, and, and
1: the, the, I understand why this is a loaded question for you, Kyle, but Kyle should be Karen because the name Ky- – and I have a lot of Kyles in my life. A lot of my very best friends are Kyles, but you never meet a super old Kyle. It's a certain – It's it's if you were born between, like, 1978 and 1987, those are the 10 years of Kyle, and now we're all this, the, around that age – where you grew up slamming Monster Energy drinks, uh, deadlifting, and eating lots of protein, and you probably wore a visor at one point in your life. So I feel like there it's a different, it's a different thing than a, a female Karen, but a male Kyle is sort of the antithesis of that, and I think you would have to agree with
2: me on that. one. Here's the deal: you 100% get the point. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> I hate it. I it'll ruin my life if Kyle becomes the new Karen, but like dude, not only did I once I I, I wear visors to this day. I'll rock a yeah. visor all the time. Hey, see? I and you know lie. and you know what? If if Kyle becomes the new
1: Karen, yeah. that's a spin-off podcast and I bet it would be a, a hit
2: the My, Kyles and
1: you get two other Kyles with you and you guys just, uh, there's not a talk lot. about
2: and, and that's the thing. And, and none of them are old. Like I, you put it out. I, I was born in 79 and I am like the, the Michael Kane of Kyle's like, they're all yeah. looking down. At, I'm looking down yeah, on all the, of them,
1: dude. You're the OG <laughs> Kyle. Your, your parents were like, I've got this great new name that no one has.
2: Yeah, that, that was my mother karen brand yeah, yeah, she's the best yeah.
1: she's like it's kyle
2: <laughs> kyle yeah hear me out kyle yeah hear me
1: out i know have you ever heard that name before it's an unbelievable really. thing
2: well hear me out adam you have finished the 10 questions wow. um, and six and, and you got a six
1: and i wanted more than five yes and i should have seven because i should have gotten Crouch correctly
2: you should have, and you yeah. didn't. But listen. I didn't. You said it yourself. You're, like, sort of good at a lot of things. So, like, a 6 yeah. out of 10 this <laughs> is, like, right on brand, as they say. That is. Uh, hey, this, that's right. Your brand is unbelievable. I, I really mean this, dude. I, I've watched you for years in every show. You have a podcast now. I think you are going to be in this game for decades. I have stock oh, in Adam Devine. I am a fan <laughs> of yours, and even more so now after this. Thank you so much, dude. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I had a blast. Last order of business. We always end with a call-out. I uh, asked the contestant, who is one public figure in the world who you think would do well on this show, and maybe even better, your score? You know, Paul Rudd calls out uh, Jack Black, uh, we have different athletes call out different athletes. Who's a p- big public figure? Whoever you want, Adam, that you think should come on 10 questions and try to beat your six out of 10. You know who I think
1: would would do really well? And I don't know, he like doesn't do a whole lot of press, but I I want him to I want him to come out and do this one because I think he would be really good is Danny McBride.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Jump let's stumps. get
1: Danny. Yeah, let's get Danny on. Talk this. to Danny
2: right now to camera. Denny, come
1: on, do it. See if you could beat six out of 10, my man. I dare you. He's busy though. He, he runs the whole show at righteous gemstone. So I don't know. We'll have to get him when he's, uh, when he's pushing the, the press junket up the hill, but, uh, but, yeah, I want him
2: to come do this show. It was really fun. He's going to get him. And he's going to come in. He's going to hang a 9 out of fucking 10 on it and just yeah. dunk on just everybody. It's on my head. It's yeah, the man. for sure. Adam Devine, we covered everything. You are so cool. I wish you the best success in the world. And everybody, please go listen. This is important podcast. It is. I'm not BSing you. I'm not going to give you a line of BS like Omaha Steaks. I really do like this product. <laughs> and for the love of God, send this man some bone-in rib eyes. Adam Devine, do the best. We will see you yeah. next time on 10 Questions. All right, later, man. 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt is a co production by Spotify and The Ringer. The show is produced by Richie Bozek, Jason Gallagher, Noah Malale, Steve Allman, and Jackson Safan. Our theme song is by Matt Schiltz and Bobby Lord. Additional sound design by Bobby Lord.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.